0: And everybody, it is Monday, International Chess Day, and time for a brand new episode of Hot Takes and Protein Shakes with yours truly, Tony Capobianco. Before we get started, i remind everybody of a few dates I got coming up. On September 16th, I will be at the callback show at Shenanigans in Huntsville, Alabama. On September 23rd, I will be headlining Athens Ale House in Athens, Alabama, so definitely come check that out. Also on uh, September 24th, I will be at Fort Campbell, Kentucky, performing for the troops at the Army base up there. And then on September 28th, I will be at our monthly up-down show here in Nashville at Up Down Nashville. So definitely excited about those. Also, uh, on October 29th, two days before Halloween, is... Undead Fest. This is going to be the big comedy and metal festival. So, this is definitely going to be a lot of fun. I mean, you'll probably see me blend. I mean, this is going to be like one giant where's Waldo for me because it's not very often where the audience looks exactly like yours truly. Just a bunch of, like, you know, Aquaman, long haired, bearded, tattooed knuckle draggers and has bad BO. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely come and check that out. Also, if you are looking for a deal on the latest pre-workouts, proteins, and fat burners, definitely go check out redcon1.com. They are America's favorite supplement brand where you can have the latest and top the notch proteins. They have vegan options, muscle builders, recovery, apparel. They have everything, including one of my favorite things of all time, Fade Out. Like If some of you who have had trouble falling asleep and staying asleep, Fade Out is the product for you because they are available in both powdered and gummies, and they also have a lot of growing apparel. They have the latest styles, so a whole lot to choose from. So to get 20% off your order on redcon1.com, use the promo code T20TONYTELLJOKES. That's right. I am using my handle as my promo code. Once again, that is T20, Tony jokes because come on bro when it comes to getting gains it's great when it comes to your body but it's even better when it happens to your wallet now for today's guest i am so excited to have this guy on he is a professional bodybuilder for over 20 years he's also a business owner a personal trainer a nutritionist this guy doesn't pull any punches when it comes to giving you the right know-how in regards to your health And you've probably seen him online in a few viral hits, including the Kids Meet a Bodybuilder video on YouTube. His name is Gabe Moen, and I've been a fan of this guy for a while because on top of bodybuilding, wouldn't you know it, he is also a very big fan of comedy. So we have plenty to talk about. What's interesting is that Gabe and I we were Instagram friends for uh, for a while because I I'm a fan of bodybuilding, he's a fan of comedy, and we always kind of liked each other's stuff, but we never actually physically met, let alone you know verbally spoken to each other. So this is actually the first time we've spoken ever, and we had a lot to talk about. We spoke about his life as professional bodybuilder, the ups and downs of owning a gym. Uh, just being a fan of comedy just him himself as a fan as an audience member we also spoke about his upcoming recovery formula called cbd go black which apparently has been hit up by mr wonderful's team of shark tank so gabe's got a lot of good stuff a lot a lot of knowledge a lot of experience worth listening to so without further ado let's get into the show aha there you are
1: there he is what's going on brother
0: oh the magic of technology
1: how's it going well, it's better now. I had to uh, forfeit the computer. We uh, we live out here in southeastern Georgia now, and uh, the storms get pretty bad. So uh, last night we had a pretty severe thunderstorm and knocked out our Wi-Fi. So,
0: oh no, eh. well that's that's what you get for living in the South Hell. I moved down here to Nashville, so I know exactly what you mean. So,
1: Ooh.
0: well, dude, well we finally meet after a while. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess we've kind of been like Instagram friends for a while, but now. Finally closing the gap.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, actually- yeah. I watch your stuff often, man.
0: Oh, yeah. appreciate it. I mean, like, on top mm-hmm. of like, you know, uh, being pro bodybuilder, you're also like a big comedy fan.
1: Yeah. Which totally. To me is yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been like, watching I, I, comedy I, my whole life. I mean, it's been, I mean, Eddie Murphy is how I started, right? That's, that's, mm-hmm. that was my first like experience with comedy. And uh, he kind of set the bar pretty high. But I've, I, ever since I started watching people like Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, you know people like that i've learned what a what an art there is to it and how much work that goes into a good stand-up
0: oh yeah there is a lot of crossover between bodybuilding and stand-up because um obviously it takes a lot of work it doesn't happen overnight and we're all equally as broken people so mm. yeah, a, lot, mm-hmm. a lot of it is pretty true and all that well i want to thank you for coming on this has been really exciting actually when people were asking me who are you gonna have on next i showed you a picture. Like, holy shit! <laughs>
1: Common response, and and I I, I get it.
0: (laughs) I get it. Yeah, because I mean, at the gym I go to, I mean, there's a lot of poor bodybuilders there, but they're like, you know, five seven, five eight. You're the inverse. You're like what, like six seven or something?
1: (laughs) It grows every time, like William Wallace. I'm uh, I'm six foot two and a quarter. (laughs) Okay. all right yeah 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 Yeah, because i I can only
0: imagine like you know i mean this is just a response i get you know just from showing your instagram i can only imagine what it's like going through the airport
1: oh god yeah yeah i mean at one point um i don't know if you ever saw my video i did with the kids but i did a a video called hi ho kids meet a bodybuilder and uh that thing got like 25 million views and um when i was walking through the airport in the height of my pro career I couldn't walk through an airport without kids tugging on their mom and dad and saying, Hey, that's that bodybuilder guy. It was really cool. <laughs> like cool, cool thing to be recognized for though. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. 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 That's actually, I think the first time I saw you, then he just kind of popped on my Instagram one day and yeah, I've just been following you ever since. And um, now you mentioned earlier that you moved, you're originally from Montana. Is that correct? Nebraska, Nebraska, well, Nebraska. Then you yeah, headed over to yeah. Washington. you were out there for a while yeah. and much yeah. like me, kind of got tired of how things were going and head down here, the South.
1: Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah. So originally Nebraska was home from, uh, I think, like 12 years old until college, Played a, a year and a half of ball football up there at Nebraska University of Nebraska in Omaha. Um, decided that uh, football wasn't my thing, and I wanted to pur- pursue pro bodybuilding. Called mom and says, "Hey, can I move back to Washington and uh, pay off my school loans and start my journey?" And she said, "No problem." So I ended up getting stuck out in Washington for about 20 years longer than I thought I was supposed to be there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a, I'm some I have some friends out there in Portland, and I can only imagine how it's gone. I don't know World War Z out there for time or something
1: i get it but (laughs) i'm so happy to be here though man the the um the way of life out here is exactly how i how i kind of imagined it you know it reminds me a lot of nebraska in fact the little town that i'm living in now um reminds me a lot of waterloo nebraska where i'm from so
0: yeah yeah that's uh that's a slower pace uh yeah i mean i've been down here closing on a year and i love how everything is just i mean for one it's definitely a lot warmer than boston that's for sure and also everything's just a little more laid back down here. It's a little more chill. Uh people people are nice to your face. I don't know how it is up there in the northwest, but in the northeast, I mean the bodybuilding scene isn't that prevalent. I mean, it's there, but it's not really. Whereas down here, I think it's a little more uh a little more popular, more prevalent, don't you think?
1: I would agree and I, I have my theories on why. Um it's probably a little deeper than, well, I don't know. I, I really feel like the um, the state that I was living in, very liberal um, state. I think bodybuilders by nature are very, um, I can speak for myself. Let me speak for myself. Very regimented. Uh, bodybuilding teaches you a lot of fundamental um, you know, necessity tools in life, and, and hard work is number one, consistency. And um, those two things don't drive with the people that live in Washington. They, I mean, I know from firsthand being a business owner that it was impossible to hire anybody because uh, nobody wanted to work. They'd rather sit around and collect paycheck. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, I think the cult. I think the culture's you know down in these uh, these more conservative states is more suiting for bodybuilders. There's more consistency. Um, there's uh, hardworking people out here that can appreciate you know what you're doing. Um, I think up in the state where I was living that the doom and gloom kind of took over out there where, you know, it's always rainy and cloudy out there 10 months out of the year. So there's no vitamin D, you know, nobody's getting any feel good. So everybody's all grumpy. And um, I think down here where the sun shines out, Tennessee, Georgia, places like this, it, it's a more, much more upbeat just because, I mean, I'll just say it simply the sun shines out more. I mean, that's, that's a big reason. Yes. I mean, that the suicide rate and depression rate up in washington is like astronomical we're number 1 in washington i think i think we're number 1 or number 2 in the nation for suicide and stuff which is really depressing to think about but given the circumstances of the weather and, and you know the people up there that it draws I, I get it and that's that was my number one reason for leaving was weather the next was political climate and um, you know they kind of go hand in hand when it comes to um, you know the the position of people's heart posture and their attitudes um, it can be affected. It, it, it'll be affected. Your mental health is affected dramatically up there in that really dark, uh, gloomy uh, environment. You know, if you're living there year after year after year, I think that's just my opinion.
0: But no, I definitely agree with you. I mean, Nirvana uh, definitely wouldn't exist if they started in the South. That and you're right, definitely right about the, uh, you know, the political climate, because like down here, I mean, everybody's work works for what they have. And, you know, everybody earns their keep. And that's what I like. Uh, most definitely because I mean, you are the product of your own results of your own efforts. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah, and there's people that you know, it's like real recognizes real, right? Iron sharpens iron. You know, I, I definitely want to be surrounded by people that you know, uh, they don't have to be bodybuilders, obviously. I think if everybody was a bodybuilder, it'd be boring, right? We wouldn't have Tony Tillichok, we wouldn't have comedians, we wouldn't have, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, no, like, like the majority of my friends don't even touch weights. You know what I mean?
0: A lot of the people I hang out with, they're not, they don't even work out seriously either. I mean, they ask me like, yeah. what do you do? What's your secret? Yeah. What's this? Blah, 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 blah. And a lot of it is stuff they don't want to hear. Yeah. A lot of it's 100%. like, you know, you want like, like for me, you want to remove all dairy, try to cut down as many carbs, not completely, but you pick the smart ones and being italian yeah. that's like you know the cornerstone of my heritage so yeah just renouncing all that i mean yeah it, it sucks you know it's necessary for what you have to do and yeah. actually i actually this kind of ties into your whole like death to dad bods sort of thing i want to talk about that for one i think it's a great idea the whole death to dad bods
1: well so, it's like you know being there for 20 some years uh i found that like the psychology of how everything works in the family unit, uh, a lot of that are coming to me are the ones paying for the training, whether it be for themselves or their wives or or their kids or what have you. But there's a slew of of, of issues that uh, so many working American men you know go through, and they don't have like a map or a compass, right? they're like i don't I don't know how to I don't know how to get myself in shape without you know, subscribing to. The you know training you know that everybody thinks this is the way it is. They think oh I got to train six seven days a week for three hours a day. Because the most common question I get from like a throw is like or a person in the grocery store is like how many hours a day do you work out like six? And I'm like six hours a day. Like you working out six hours a day to look like this, huh? Like all I'm saying to that is that the misconception there and the and the gap in in education is so large that it's just and and also we're victims of information like there's lots of good information out there on the internet and it's like how do you how do you take all these good pieces of information and make them work for me so when I saw you know that as a as a Christian man I see Christian men trying to lead their families and they're literally leading them down the same path of uneducated uh horrible decision making with better they were you know, something in high school. Well, this is what coach made me do: eat an apple a day, suck on orange. See, I don't know. You know, it's just it's crazy. Some of the um, folklore that we continue to regurgitate and ask others to you know to follow. So what I did is I just kind of got I kind of got with my wife and and my buddy Vince Del Monte. And Vince Del Monte said, "Okay, instead of trying to help everybody, Gabe, I, I understand your mission. We're all like that. We have helping hearts. We really want to help people. You need to basically pinpoint." and pigeonhole yourself to one demographic and hit on that. And I had two choices. I had polycystic ovary syndrome for women because I'm really good at that. I'm really good at dealing with women with polycystic ovary syndrome, but I'm not good at dealing with their emotional swings and their, and their ups and downs and their constant questioning. And it it just, it starts to irritate me. It's like, why'd you even hire me? Uh, Whereas men, you know, a lot of the times if they have doubt, know they'll ask you one time you tell them how to fix it they don't have don't question anymore you know what i mean they just do it so i get a lot of i get a lot of satisfaction out of helping men i think probably because there's a lot less uh miscommunication there's a lot less misunderstanding um and they can take a they can take a constructive criticism you know on the chin and not get hurt over it so I, i work better with people that can handle a little honesty and uh not have to sugarcoat everything i guess but the death to dad bods thing honestly that just came up through just basically honing in on my target audience and who i'm going to focus on and uh as soon as i said well let's just go with dads you know let's go with that and my wife just goes yeah we can just say death to perfect right there death to dad bods it was born that was it it's really simple like most things you know it's like you just land on it. And you're like, okay. And then I kicked it off and I got my first, uh, seven guys entered, you know, it's a 1500 bucks for an entry, but you get taken care of for three months and you sign a full year contract with me that says, you know, the first three months is 1500 bucks, but I basically hold hand, write out all your nutrition exercise program. It's a a spiritual as well as physical and mental. I also provide YouTube videos that are narrated and chopped up so that you can understand your workouts. So I make it really comprehensive they got 24/7 contact with me so I, I communicate with them a lot a lot a lot i expect check-ins every morning it's a very extensive process but after that first 3 months i consider that like boot camp and then after that it's just checking in with your nutrition regularly so your body continues to change as your body changes so should your nutrition so yes
0: yes i you know i have i myself experienced something similar to that like you know the progress you make as long as you stick with the program you know it mm-hmm. adds up over time yeah, it's good to have like a nutritional Gary V. You know, mm-hmm.
1: so, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Somebody just tells you straight yeah. like it is. Doesn't have to give you five layers of just like sugar-coated fat that you don't need in the first place. And exactly now, also because you know, in you know, because right now we're in a little bit of a sensitive environment. Have you received oh, any sort of uh, pushback from
1: uh, uh from what?
0: From just like the either the concept of death to dad bods or just you know people like I don't have time or you know I'm fine the way I am blah blah blah.
1: Um, No, I don't haunting for anybody. You know what I mean? I, I I just put it out there. Here's what I offer. And I actually, I kind, of, I put disclaimers out often that I, I beg people do not contact me unless you're 100% got your mind made up and you're ready to do this because I, I really don't have time to drag anybody through the mud. I'm, I'm going to say, please for me, to have another. You know, I don't, I don't really have time for somebody that I'm convinced that they need this.
0: But you know, it is true. Sometimes, like you know, if you really want to make, make a drastic change, you have to go through some big obstacles, and a lot of that includes stuff you don't want to hear. You get, get out of your comfort zone. And I feel like right now people are too accustomed to comfort, if that makes sense. Because I oh, mean, yeah. if, you, oh, yeah. Yeah, if you could think about, we have entertainment on demand, like Netflix, we have food on demand, so you can just order it, boom, you got Chinese waiting for you at your front door. So a lot of it, I also feel like people want like their oh, like mental or emotional status on demand. Like they wanna feel happy now, all right? They That's want, insightful, yeah. I mean that. I mean that's just how I feel about it. But yeah, it's yeah, like rather than put right in it. the work, put in the effort to actually make the change that you want. It's like nope, screw it. I'm just gonna find validation online, and you know I'm happy now. So
1: they or pay for it or pay, or pay for it. it. Yeah, and and I, I believe, you know, I've been telling people that for a long time that I've I've seen a a, um, a wash, rinse, repeat cycle my whole life of people that. Kind of like church, you know, where you go in, you know, you sin all week, go in, put a tithe offering in, repent, do your thing, and then go out and sin again. You know what I mean? But you're you're paying the church thinking that, you know, you're, I don't know, that you're being washed of your sin or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But it's kind of the same concept where I think some people want to show up with their wallet, like they're going to purchase a car or a new body you like, you're going into Kmart to buy a new body or something. You know, it's like, oh, here's my money. Now give me my body. It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. You you have to do all the work. Mm-mm. I'm just the captain. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'm, I'm just the captain of the ship. You know, I'm just here to point you in the right direction and steer you out of the way of obstacles that are going to stop you in the plateau. You know?
0: Yes. Yeah. But yeah. The last thing you want is just suddenly hit that wall and you don't know what to do.
1: Most people sabotage themselves. They try to change too many variables at once. They, uh, you know, it's like, I call it the shotgun method, where you just start blowing holes in the wall, or you know what I mean, and see, see what's on the other side when you get there, but or see what sticks. You know, throw some shit at the wall and see what sticks. But um, you know, this 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 way, the way I do it is I lay it all out ahead of time, I explain it, you know, thoroughly, and then the you only know, I I never change more than one variable in a seventy-two hour period hmm. if something needs to be changed. And there's lots of feedback. I listen to my clients, and I think that's the biggest difference between me and some some quote unquote trainers out there um we got two ears and a mouth for a reason listen more talk less so i do a lot of (laughs) (laughs) i do a lot of listening these days um and most of the time people will walk themselves right into their own answer to their own question you know if you ask the right leading questions
0: it's true that is true and um oh also i actually want to talk about this i said i want to talk about cbd go black i want to see oh um, yeah yeah. I want, yeah. I, want, I want to talk about this. Like, you know, I, there's a whole lot of like, you know, post-workout out there, but I've never heard of somebody implementing CBD <laughs> into right. a into right. post. So what, yeah. what, what was uh, the thought behind that?
1: Well, in 2018, uh, well, actually before that, 2017, i had come up with the concept in my head because uh, CBD was becoming very popular and um, not everybody was very educated about it yet it seemed like a really hot topic Uh, i started educating myself on it a lot like delving in real deep on the on the product and i was like well it's an anti-inflammatory anti-stress anti-everything right so i'm like okay so why isn't anybody putting this in a post-workout recovery formula it just makes sense to me and the reason why i found out was deeper than i thought 2018, we weren't fully integrated yet with uh, merchant services and banks willing to take CBD money because it's hemp derived, which is in that realm of marijuana, right? Well, it's perfectly legal in Washington. So I felt like 2018, I kind of hit rock bottom in, uh, in a place in my life where I didn't want to train anymore I, at, at my gym. I was in a situation that was, you know, uh, becoming <laughs> of what I was trying to do. And so I kind of, I switched gears, did a pivot and threw a Hail Mary for CBD Go Black. And and the whole reason why is because as a pro bodybuilder, you create a lot of inflammation, a lot of stress on your body inadvertently and directly. Um, And the quickest way to, you know, kind of reduce inflammation, reduce stress and anxiety. I tried CBD for the very first time and I was so surprised at how well it worked with just a CBD isolate by itself that I was, I was really impressed and I was like, well, what, you know, let's put this in there with not branched chain amino acids, but essential amino acids, because there's all nine. It's a complete amino acid chain. And then electrolytes, which is what you're going to drink afterwards anyway, if you know what you're doing. And so I'm like, wow, just three ingredients and a flavoring system. I put a patent on it, trademarked it, copyrighted it. And then Shark Tank uh, started calling me. Um, I've gotten three phone calls from Mr. Wonderful's team. I've gotten a call from Goldman Sachs. Um, because it's a one of a kind, like nobody's done the formula the way I did it. And it's actually like, I'm not speaking from my own words I've, other people. It's brilliant is what they say. Right. Yeah. And then I, yeah, I think it is, man. Like I've, I've had billionaires hold my product and just ask me how much I want for capital. But unfortunately at the time it was so new, I didn't have a business plan. I just had this awesome idea. You know what I mean? So, nice. um, so anyways, but yeah, so we, we launched it in 2018. It took off really well, um, sold a lot of product. Uh, ended up using a lot of that uh, funds. I didn't get to roll it back into the, uh, the the product. I had to roll it into the gym because at the time I still owned the Pacific Northwest Mecca of bodybuilding, which is called G Standard Gym. I ran that for 12 years. It was started by me and Stan in the beginning. I took it over 18 months later after the inception and then um, uh, ran with it. But uh, we used that money to move the gym across town at one point. Um, and then when I went to go reorder my next batch, my company... Didn't warn me that they were going under, and my manufacturer went under without telling me. So when I called to make my new order, they're like, "Yeah, sorry, bro, we're out of business." And I went, "Oh, <laughs> okay." <laughs> so it's been a rebuilding process since then. I um, I, I think we ran it until 20, 2020, uh or twenty twenty one was the last time we had an, a shipment come in. Uh, so it's been a little over a year now since the product's been out, or since the product uh, was been shut down. Uh, now, what we're doing is we're adding CBG into it. So, And we're also going to go with a full spectrum CBD instead of an isolate. Um, we're okay. also doing a, a water-soluble encapsulated CBD and CBG so that you don't get clumpies and floaties mm. in your drink. It'll mix up and spin nicely. So, uh, yeah, this time it'll be, it'll be 33.3 milligrams of CBD, 25 of the CBG, and then your electrolytes and essential amino acids. So there's still only four ingredients. And uh, no food, no food coloring, no color. Um, just a straight up product. It's awesome. I love it. Nice. I drink it right after my workouts. My wife drinks. My wife drinks it for pre-flight anxiety because she hates flying, and um, she'll drink it while we're waiting in the airport. Right before our flight, she'll start drinking it when they start calling our row. And by the time she sits down and makes it through the line, she's literally much better. Like, and she gets pretty pretty amped up about it until she takes it. And it make it works. She also uses it for menstrual cramps, by the way. Not joking.
0: <laughs> cool. So what are the side effects including uh listening to Pink Floyd in deep purple?
1: <laughs> See, that's the good thing. There's no there's no psychological effect, but yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever blows the dress up. <laughs> no judgment um, here, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that that's pretty cool. And I would figure because we're down here in the South, marijuana legalization and things surrounding it are a little bit slower. I mean, I think they're gradually, slow. slowly, but surely mm-hmm. making their way there.
1: Yeah, and I think that that benefits me uh, being down here in the South, because it's still in its inception portion. It's like in its infantile stages. Um, So CBD is still relatively new to a lot of the, um, the common folk, as I would say, or the people that haven't been around CBD or marijuana. Um, and I see that because they're, they're you're very limited down here as to what's available. Um, but I do see CBD stores. I've already spoken to several of them. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, a chain of, uh, supplement stores out here called tier one nutrition. i um, will yes. be going in there soon. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be in a lot of stores here real soon. We're just, we're getting done with the labels here soon and then we'll be ready to rock and roll.
0: Hell yes. Hell yes. Yeah. And, um, also Want oh, to bring this up uh, since down here in the south, uh, you were up yeah. in my neck of the woods uh, a few months ago for Fourth of July, yeah, and uh, had, had, had a little bit of an incident, uh huh. And usually, when people lose fingers on Fourth of July, it's not because of a mudding accident, <laughs> so
1: yeah, yeah, yeah so, that was pretty, yeah. uh, that, that was pretty brutal, yeah. we We went out to Nashville. Uh, we were going there for the 4th of July. We wanted to go check out Nashville, never been there, a bucket list. Um, it was incredibly packed. I mean, just insane amount of people. And um, so we actually experienced it on Thursday night. Friday morning, we went out, got in the buggy, uh, trailered the buggy all the way out to Bowling Green, Kentucky, to a place called Blue Holler, uh, Mammoth Cave. And we were climbing some hills up in there that, uh, you know, were pretty steep. And uh, this is actually literally my, only my uh, second or third trip on the buggy out on some serious trips. And um, this one was much bigger than I anticipated. Made it up a hill, uh, turned onto a trail, couldn't make it that way because it was for the bigger guys. Went the other way, couldn't make it that way. And when I was turning around very slowly, um, I bumped the throttle one more time just to try to get the buggy to back up on the hill just a little bit more. And just that little bit made us canter and just slowly tip and then we slammed one time and I thought we were going to stay right there but we were right on the edge of the cliff so Mm -hmm. it just continued to roll and and so we rolled about five times and in the process I put my fist into the roof and I kept everything inside but I put my fist into the roof and my finger was out and it got caught between the roll bar and the roof and pinched off and degloved my finger so as you can see here's the result of what I lost I lost the tip of my fingernail and um, they had to pull out the bone cutter and cut it back just a little bit so that they could pull the meat up over it and suture it up. And that's what we're looking at now. So Mm. just a little short, just a little short, just the tip, just the tip.
0: If you think about not a part of your hand, you use a lot, you know?
1: Well, you know what I was told though, is that your grip strength comes from, from uh, these three fingers. And yes, primarily these two. Yeah. I had no idea that that was the, even after all these years of lifting, I'm like, I guess that's true. I'm like, I didn't realize that, but I actually got lucky.
0: If you look at your hands, I mean, you've been lifting for for a long time. So if you look at your hands, you'll notice that the crosses are right here on those your middle, your ring, Uh and your pinky. That's where great observation. Yeah, that's where a lot of your grip strength comes from because I have a background in martial arts, and that's what makes a tight fist, not the point of finger, not the middle. It's like, you know, really down to the pinky and and the ring finger. So in a way, if you want to look at a sunny side, it hasn't really impacted lifting at
1: all. Right. No, it hasn't actually. I mean, it has, but not to the point where I can't lift, honestly. Like I, when I did this finger, this finger, you see, it's got a split fingernail. Mm -hmm. I essentially, what happened with that one was I was saving a buddy uh, in the leg press. He got buried and I stuck my hand behind, it was an old leg press. So there was no guards, no safety, nothing. It was just like the big fat bar that all the weights were resting on was Mm -hmm. the same bar that the tab that stopped it from coming down would rest on. So when I reached behind the plates and on the outside of the plates to unbury them, the second I got it to the top, he racked it, dropped it, my finger was in the way and it blew my finger up. That one I couldn't lift for quite a while because the pressure felt like it was going to blow it open. You know, Whereas this one right here, yeah, this one I actually popped it open a little bit yesterday when I was working out because of the pressure, I just kind of said, screw it. And just gave it the business and it, it, it leaked on me a little bit, but, (laughs) but other than that, man, no, yeah, not, no, no complaints for what it was. I'm pretty lucky.
0: Like, did you even realize what happened until it did?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As soon as it happened, I knew it was, I knew what happened. It was, it was such an immense amount of pressure and it happened so fast that I knew what happened, especially after doing this finger, I knew what happened. And, and I had, I, I went to go put my, my hand, you know, somewhere else, like on the steering wheel, uh, when we finally came to a rest and, you know, and I could tell, cause yeah, it wasn't there anymore and I could feel it. It was bad. After we wrecked the buggy's upside down. Right. And so we're both hanging upside down in our seatbelts. And so she had to unlock herself. My wife was in the buggy with me and she had to unlock herself and find her footing and climb out of it. And um, then I had to do the same and I had to be careful because I, you know, I had to watch out for this guy. And uh, then we had to, we had to walk up out of this ravine and find signal at the top of this field. Um, And uh, I had to stay on the call with 911 until they could locate us with search and rescue and come get us and with an ambulance and get me to the, get me to the hospital to get my finger repaired. Mm. We had to go back the next day and retrieve the buggy during daytime and it actually took me and two other buddies and we wenched it out of there by ourselves. We literally wenched it onto a tree and like kind of repelled it Batman style down to the trail. And then,
0: Oh, wow. And so then, it must've uh, been really in there. Yeah. Man, huh?
1: Oh, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was pretty crazy. I didn't know how we were going to get it out to be honest, but a couple of country boys down here, they looked at it and like, ah, we'll get that out. I was <laughs> like, Oh, okay, okay.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they run into that stuff all the time. So it's like, ah, it's just a Wednesday. Yeah. So, uh, for real. so I'm assuming yeah. so I'm assuming next time you're up here in Nashville, you just going to stick to the uh, the pedal bars and, you know, go to the gym. <laughs> just kick it up on Broadway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, Broadway's cool. It's just like when we when we were out there in Broadway and we were going into all these different places because of the amount of people in there, it was like the only thing that we had against it was like it was so packed that it was um, hard to enjoy yourself because it took forever to get a drink if you were drinking and then there was no place to dance. So it was just like one big smashed sardine can, you know, like party.
0: Oh, plus, which, I mean, the, this is know. during Fourth of July, so it's extra congested. And mm-hmm. as somebody who lives here, I don't go down there that often. I mean, it's meant for tourists; it's a tourist attraction. That's all it really is. I mean, if you want, I took some friends down there visiting from out of town, so they want to experience it, which is fine. But usually, like you know, people who live here, they they don't go down there. That that's that's not meant for us. But I will say, um, I don't know if you had a chance to try the food over there. Around the It is amazing. I mean, especially down here in the South. I mean, I, you can easily gain a freshman 15 the second you get down Oh, there.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we checked out one of uh, the restaurants that Justin Timberlake is invested in out there, and that was really good food. We had really Ooh. good food. I can, I'll be damned. I can't remember what the name of it was, but really good. You're right. There's a lot of good food out there for sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do miss, like, you know, like, you know, pizza from the Northeast and, you know, clam chowder, as I say in my thick Boston <laughs> accent. But, you know, yeah. but the South has its has its highlights too. I mean, hot chicken is the shit down here. I mean, I thought I could handle spicy. I could not handle Nashville hot. No,
1: Nashville I, hot is a new thing that I've been hearing about lately. Like, everybody's trying to do a Nashville hot chicken sandwich and Nashville hot this. And I have a i have a notion that if he went down to nashville it wouldn't taste anything like the ones they're selling up here mass marketed it probably has a very unique flavor and taste to it i'm sure
0: yeah yeah i mean usually if it's out from what i understand if it's outside the region then it's maybe kind of like a kind of like a toned down version of what it potentially could be but yeah i'll say no they i mean so yeah the hot chicken is you know pretty popular down here um so it's a barbecue, which is unbelievable. Right now, no, what's it? Now what's like the the big thing out there in Georgia? Because I realize it's a little I'll, bit. Different. What is it?
1: I'll tell you what my favorite is so far, and it's just a little hole in the wall place that's right here in Rinkin, uh, Georgia. It's called uh, the Rusty Pig, and the Rusty Pig. I, I've never had better chopped brisket. The brisket's amazing, like oh. mouth My wife says, you know, my wife. She doesn't like to go there anymore because she gets two, three bites in, you know, and she's like stuffed because all the fat. But it tastes good, you know. <laughs> so
0: Dude, it's yeah. Can't eat it oh every my day. Oh god! No, I mean it's it's <laughs> ridiculous. I mean they, I mean they definitely perfected down here, and I guess it's a double it's a double edged sword because it tastes so good, but because you know pursuing bodybuilding, you can't have it all the time. So. On the one on the days where you do, it's like, oh my god, this is amazing. So
1: yeah, and that's the way it should be, really. I I, I kind of look forward to my cheat meals, you know, and I set goals like, you know, a lot for my clients too, so that they have, um, you know, like a reasonable lifestyle, so they don't they're not living in this little box all the time, you know. what I mean, I try to I try to create an environment for all my clients, like I do myself, where I reward myself once a week with a cheat, and I'll take the wife out on a date, and that way you've got something to look forward to. Because let's be honest, if you just eat a piece of pizza. Or a, you know or a burger every day it's just a piece of pizza it's just a burger it's not even not even fun but if you save it you know dedicate yourself to something for the whole week you know then you got something to look forward to at the end of the week it's kind of cool oh, it's yeah. a nice little reward
0: yeah it's mm-hmm. yeah it's definitely if you deprive yourself of something that like um like that it just makes it all the more worth it when you have it like um absolutely like i had what was it all right there's like I suggest checking this place. I don't know if you listen to one of my other podcasts with the Aster, but there's this uh, burger joint here called Jack Brown's, and they have all these unique burgers. Everything is made in-house, and they have a thing called the Elvis. Now, the Elvis, hear me out. It's a burger with peanut butter on it, and yeah, I know, I know, and they add jalapeno jelly, so they call it Elvis on Acid and that wow. was my re- wow. that was my reaction first time i heard about it was like what the hell that those those do not belong with each other but yeah. i tried it i tried it for the first i'm like oh my god like this is like this You're is nuts su- oh my god this was not supposed to taste good that's how i felt about it yeah. like i hated i was enjoying yeah. it <laughs> that, that, that's what it felt like <laughs>
1: shaming yourself with yes. every bite like you shouldn't you would have wrong with you, wrong with
0: you? <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it's like this is not supposed to work oh. <laughs> yeah
1: <No. laughs>
0: yeah it was yeah. just like the most no, random combination of food and i'm like mm. no no i'm trying it but no
1: and <laughs> well at least it's not texas where they're deep fat frying butter oh
0: my god oh, forget it Oh yeah, everything
1: is bigger How in Texas. How do you justify that? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, everything is bigger out there, including BMIs. But yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not fast-shaming yeah. Texas. I, I mean, you know, everything's bigger in Texas. Texas is bomb, actually. But um,
1: yeah, I've uh, I've spent very little time out there, but the time I have spent, I've had fun. Good people.
0: Now, what's Both. your same thing? Like you know, great, great, great hospitality. hospitality. Oh, dude, I, dude huh? Texas, all throughout. Texas, I mean Austin. I mean, it's come. Austin is like Nashville twice, but yeah, okay. you got Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. All the, dude, all the Tex-Mex. That's that's what where it shines out there.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: But um, as far as your cheap meals go, like what is like your ultimate go-to?
1: Sushi. Mm. Easy sushi. Just love sushi. So. Uh, oh, even after I get done with the show, you know how everybody goes out after a bodybuilding show. I'm sure you've heard of these friends of yours that do shows and they'll go out and they'll smash, you know, burgers, pizza, whatever. I like sushi. It's fresh. It tastes amazing. It tastes as good as pizza to me. And I can eat as much of it as I want. And when I'm done, I'm going to be hungry in another two and a half, three hours, no matter how much I eat anyways, because it's so clean.
0: And then I can also
1: have a dessert with it. So usually what I do is post post show. Now, keep in mind, I would, only compete once or twice a year at the level I was at, because it takes a whole, you know, let's say six to seven, eight months of off season to put on the muscle you need to put on to improve from last year's show. And then another four months to diet all the body fat off and hold on to what you've had. So you've got this long, 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 long year of, you know, not really like cutting yourself loose on anything. Right. So you get this one chance and I don't want to ruin, you know, and, and make my night miserable because when your body's that sensitive post show, like you start stuffing all that greasy fat and stuff in your body, it's going to reject it in ways that you don't even want to talk about. So (laughs) the sushi is a nice reward. And then a fresh plate of um, assorted fruit, like cold assorted fruit. So that seems to be like my go-to.
0: Yeah, dude, I love sushi because it's kind of, it's kind of like right there on the line between, you know, healthy Uh and also, you know, counts as a cheat. Because I mean, yeah. I could, I could, you know, plow through a dragon ball in two minutes. I'm like, I want more. Yeah. yeah give me more. Yeah. Now, yeah. are you also a wasabi mm-hmm. guy?
1: Uh, I'm not. I, I actually, I started out with it and I would mix a little bit in with my soy and then dip it, you know, like most people. And then I just, I, I don't know. It was like, I, I never really liked wasabi in the beginning, but I did it because everybody else did it. And I tried it and tried it and tried and I just I finally just gave it up. Uh, the soy is enough. Like and usually I don't even use soy on some of my rolls because most of them are already come flavored.
0: And what about the ginger? Because that's like an alternative for like you know a little uh-huh. extra intense flavor. No, no my yeah.
1: wife loves the ginger. She takes all my ginger. So I don't good. like it. I don't know why. I just ginger so
0: good. I don't like Wasabi it. too. I mean, it's <laughs> so good. It, it is so good. Now I know you just got down there to uh to to Georgia and you're you know mm-hmm. setting up, but do you also plan on opening a new gym since you're down there?
1: Negative, negative. Ghostwriter patterns full. Yeah, I'm a. I I don't I don't think I'll ever do a gym again. Um, uh-huh. No, I don't. Uh, I don't really have any interest in babysitting adults anymore. Um, I've I've done enough of that in my time. I worked. Night, night nightclub security off and on throughout all my twenties and, th- and uh and just barely i took another peek at it at 30 years old and walked away within three months um so that kind of correlates because it other than the alcohol consumption like you still get all the drama you still get all everybody's you know business disrespecting your equipment your facility costs you lots of money to run it Your reputation is always on the line. People are always watching you under a magnifying glass, and I just don't like cleaning up after people anymore. To be honest with you, it's just—it's really hard to justify not making a lot of money in that business, anyways. Unless you've got a big gym chain, you're not making any money. You know, running one gym, you're just not. So it's—it's not—it's not not a big money maker. Everybody thinks they want to own a gym, and um, before I left, I got to tell this. Before I left Washington, I had to sell all my equipment. I had several offers on the table. And at one point, I, I even had a deal uh, worked out with with several guys that I, I pitched this idea to, and every single one of them said yes until I went to hand them the keys. Mm. I'm not kidding you, bro. You can't. Everybody talks tough until they get punched in the mouth, right? And this is one of the. This is the keys are the proverbial punch to the mouth, right? Let's just pretend. You know, it's like, oh yeah, talking all this. You know, I want to do this. Oh, I'm. I can do it. I can do it. And then you go and you say, okay, here's the keys and they literally back out within two seconds. They're done. Uh. They're like, reality sets in. I'm serious. Reality sets in. I was gonna play bank and let, you know what I mean? Let them pay me off, like Stan did for me, and they couldn't do it. And that's when I realized, my wife had to remind me, my friends had to remind me. They were like, Gabe, don't you forget because what you did was savage. Like what you did to start to get that gym and keep that gym going, like that was pretty savage. Because not many people would take the risk of, I went out and took a handshake loan, cash mm. from a friend to pay off my buddy Stan that sold me the gym. And then I had to pay that guy off. Well, I paid him off in under time because I, I budgeted everything to my diet, to the everything, to the nuts. So I was paying up to a 1000 to 1500 bucks a month to pay off my, my cash loan, keep my name clean, my nose clean. And there's not a lot of people out there that are willing to put their nuts over the fire like that.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people are more infatuated with, with the idea of owning a gym versus actually,
1: you know, I totally agree with that
0: versus, you know, actually pointing the, you know, the blood, sweat and tears into actually doing it because, you know, yeah, you can watch documentaries and, you know, you can love the idea of walking to a gym like, Oh, I own this place. But, but I understand there's a lot more to it than just slapping your name on the wall and buying a bunch of equipment. I mean,
1: it's, yeah, it's so much deeper than that, bro. And I think, I think the conception, I think the idea of it's easy comes when these people come into my gym day in and day out. And, and during the last few years, when I owned my gym in the new location, I, I did I was there, but I wasn't there to like interact with everybody anymore. I didn't talk to anybody about my personal business anymore. I didn't, you know, I tried not to. Um, I didn't really bring a whole lot of people into my circle. I kind of kept everybody at a distance. Walked in and walked out. And what I think they saw was the simplicity of, oh, Gabe just gets to, you know, walk in and out of the gym as he pleases. He doesn't really have to do anything. He just no. You're so wrong. You're so wrong. Like even when I'm not at the gym at work, I'm at work in my head. Like when whether I'm there or not, and I'm the one that has to call the plumber when the toilets get. You know, put and cough up the money for that, and your little fifty-five dollars a month ain't paying for that. Trust me, I have to hustle, you know, to get the money to fix the stuff that these people break disrespectfully. So it's a big headache, and I can't tell you the relief that I have. No, it's a literal noticeable relief when I walk into these local gyms out here that are not mine, and I get to walk in and walk out and not worry about a damn thing, <laughs> like nothing, <laughs> nothing.
0: Oh, well, it's just a just a load off your shoulders
1: like unbelievable unbelievable my wife even told me she's like you it's so noticeable that you're so much happier like you don't have this weight and this burden on your shoulders anymore of like oh the bills oh the gotta fix this oh gotta this person's got a problem this but you know what i mean it's just yeah. like i said babysitting yeah it's just plus not even my gig as... anymore man i did it
0: yeah yeah i mean plus even just as a regular gym goer i mean like I I spot sins throughout the gym all the time. I mean, people r- rack their weights out of order, they don't wipe down the equipment. have, this, have let me ask you, has, has somebody ever left a blow dryer in the bathroom?
1: No, not yet. No, uh uh-uh.
0: uh No, uh-huh. All right. Yeah, cuz they're drying their nuts with that thing.
1: Oh, that's an LA Fitness. That's an LA Fitness corporate gym thing. I mean, you see the you see the old I call them old balls, guys that are, you know, just old. You know, and uh, old balls will sit there and literally blow dry their balls. Like they'll put their foot up on the sink and literally <laughs> blow dry their balls in the mirror. What guys are walking in in and out, going, "What are you doing?" Like that's what your towels for. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't get it. Man. <laughs> I knew where you were going with that when you said that. I knew exactly where you, were you knew.
0: Going you that. knew. You knew. I
1: knew. Yeah, <laughs> automatically. Yeah, like, why yeah, is this cord yeah, yeah.
0: so long? And. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> no have <yeah>. different angles
1: <laughs> have the audacity. different angles different lighting oh yeah Look at they them got, over they, here what do you think of this angle
0: yeah they, oh yeah that's the other thing they gotta make sure the top lighting is correct so they gotta right, get, this, they right. get that selfie so everything no photoshop <laughs> oh oh yeah,
1: that's a weird phenomenon but it's true it,
0: it unfortunately is and now i'm not now, like I'm sure you know, as all the, the high schoolers and the, and the college kids are just flooding these places and like groups of 10. Oh, yeah. And they oh, all yeah. they yeah. all look the same. They're all bunches. Yeah. They're all skinny, got the dangly earring, yep. and they have like that broccoli yep. haircut. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Like, wow.
1: <laughs> like they all just so like true. stepped
0: out of a cloning machine, just like different versions of each other.
1: Mm-hmm. the I'm power like, of social you, media
0: uh, like, uh, whatever i mean you know there were, there were dumb trends when i was younger too so it's whatever oh
1: yeah oh yeah you remember the rat tail and the mullet uh, and, uh, yeah uh, right
0: i remember that i remember jenco jeans um uh-huh i remember um i didn't do it my brother did he got the frosted tips right here okay you know, the nsync guilty Frosted t- oh you yeah. did that
1: oh yeah oh yeah 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 uh-huh. yeah i followed a couple so, of, a couple of the stupid trends i followed yeah mm-hmm. guilty. yeah yeah. i, I had a rat see. tail and i also had the ton- you know tony hawk you remember tony hawk of course i had the tony hawk skater flop you know hair oh you days. did so it don't like I'm like this all the time Yeah. oh yeah oh, oh
0: yeah that thing huh. Uh-huh. Eh, well what uh well i'm not one to talk i have a man bun right now so
1: had one of those too
0: <laughs> oh for real yeah,
1: yeah well, back in 18, well back in 18 i still had it you know I, I grew my hair out uh just to try it and i i it didn't suit me it actually made me look older i didn't like it at all um mm-hmm. but I, I i had to experience it and i could actually get a little top knot going and um but the, yeah it just didn't look right on me i don't
0: know yeah yeah i mean well i was against it at first too but then i tried it and i'm like hmm, hmm, this works yeah
1: works for you yeah plus you're Italian Italian. you can pull that off
0: oh of course dude like dude I'm like 90% hair right, I am a dude I am a human Brillo pad okay so
1: cats away from you
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah I mean I have a cat and you know sometimes I can't tell what what's my hair and what's his so
1: scratching post you
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah I'm just rubbing my face on shit all the time
1: (laughs) What's new for you? When are you going to be up on stage again, man? Because I want to watch.
0: Oh, of course. So um, let, I'm actually going to be, I'm all over the place. Let me actually bring up my calendar. So uh, August is winding down. So I'm pretty much clear for August. I have a few things happening in September. I'm going to be down in Huntsville, Alabama on the 16th. That's shenanigans. Yeah, I'm just going to plug on my dates right now. I'm going to have my Please. up-down show here in Nashville on the 28th. Uh, let's see. Ooh, I'm doing Athens Ale House down in Athens, Alabama on the 23rd. And I'm really excited about this one. I'm doing Fort Campbell up in Kentucky, performing for the troops at Fort Campbell on the 24th. Oh, yeah. Cause, that's awesome. Dude, I, yeah, I mean, I love doing military shows. I mean, I'm sure you get military guys come through gyms all the time. And, you know, mm-hmm. God knows how, how, how yeah. much they bust their ass. So...
1: They do. And, and if I'm doing myself a, a, a service uh, and my, my service members, I want to say thanks to all my Rangers. Shout out to my Rangers. Rangers oh, yes. leads the way. Yeah, those guys are savages they are my favorite of all the military. They're the ones that I trained with the most when I was up there because we had second bat, uh, second battalion up there in, in Washington. And down here, they got third bat and first group out here. So I love working with those guys. And actually, the guy that owns tier one nutrition stores out here in Georgia is a, is a former Ranger as well
0: yes yes
1: so, yeah yeah shout and, out to the military
0: oh absolutely and um i don't know if you're i just became a coffee drinker and the owner of black rifle is also oh, a yeah. uh, military vet yeah and,
1: yeah
0: uh-huh. like, do i mean for i don't know if you're a coffee drinker i just started like a month ago and I'm like oh my god they're not kidding around with this stuff
1: yeah yeah it's strong yeah i've had plenty of friends that subscribe to that black rifle and they get their regular shipments my my wife drinks coffee a little bit more than I do, but she goes to Dunkin' Donuts uh, to get hers.
0: What's wrong with I that?
1: Nothing. Not a damn. I'm just not a damn. Sound a little judgy there, guy. Gabe. No, no, not at all. No, not at all. No, in fact, my, uh, my coach, Chris Aceto, uh, I, I used to be coached by a guy named Chris Aceto. He's an amazing man. Uh, he used to brag about the Dunkin' Donuts coffee, too. And I'm like, Dunkin' Donuts? Really? I'm like, I have really? Like, okay. Like I'm used to hearing Starbucks or whatever, but oh, because uh, you're from my, yeah. my wife Oh, okay,
0: it. yeah, you grew up. Yeah, up. go back yeah. to Starbucks, kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. We no, we're hardcore. We will get iced coffee in the dead of winter. All right, that's how much we care. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, have fun with your iced chai lattes, kid. <laughs> We're just gonna get this stuff <laughs> made by some grumpy old broad at three in the morning. That that's that's how we throw, do.
1: Throw throw a little Irish cream in there while you're at it. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, <laughs> Irish cream. Have separate and have a separate one in black, and then order for twelve other guys on the site. That's usually the guy in front. Always oh, that's always the guy in front of you. That yeah, and he always smells yeah. ripe of cigarettes. So, uh huh. That is uh-huh. our vibe, and we wear it with. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know if you ever saw those SNL skits about, um, uh, like you know, Casey Affleck as the Dunkin' Donuts guy or uh, Bill Burr as the Sam Adams guy.
1: I remember, yeah, I remember Bill Burr as Sam Adams, yeah, uh huh, yeah, uh, uh-huh.
0: that that's us. That is probably the yeah. most accurate depiction of, like, you know, never mind, like, you know, uh, what, uh, the departed or uh what is it uh goodwill hunting that's probably the most accurate portrayal of Bostonians captured on film anywhere.
1: and I fell in love with it like I did and I, I I've yet to visit Boston and that's a goal that's a bucket list I, I literally want to go like go get immersed in the culture out there for I just want to go out there for like a whole week and just learn and just oh, get dude, involved oh, I, oh
0: yeah I definitely suggest go I mean I, I grew up there so of course I know and yeah. I mean, you know, you'll fall in love with, I mean, if you're a history buff, you're definitely, you'll definitely love it up there. There's also just our attitudes. I don't know how like Southern, it's like the exact opposite of Southern hospitality.
1: Other side of the pillow. Totally. Oh Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if, if your buddies aren't busting your balls and making fun of you and it sounds like they hate you, they don't love you. And yeah. that's, and that's just, what, yeah, that's just what I had to learn. You know, there was a lot of that um, in Nebraska, that East coast, uh, that East coast flavor was very much injected into, uh, the culture where I went to school and so much so that being a kid that grew up from the age of three to 12 years old on the West coast in Tacoma, Washington, most of the words that were, that were, you know, thrown back and forth by these Waterloo kids would have gotten me in a fight in Tacoma. But out here in, in Nebraska, uh, I literally got to the point where one of my classmates had to pull me to the side after the bell rung after class we're going to our next class and one of the one of the the team captain of our basketball is mike safford pulled me aside and he said "Gabe, come here i want to talk to you right after class because they were busting my balls right and i was getting mad about it and he pulled me aside he goes hey do you know why we tease you and i says no and he goes because we like you and i said what sense does that make he goes he goes i'll put it to you like this he goes do you see us messing with amanda or kevin and i go no and he goes we don't like them and i went oh he was like so next time we start busting on you we just want to see how witty you can be and come back and bust on us it's okay you're not going to get in a fight go ahead we just want to see how creative you can be. and so from that point on it was like i picked up on that banter and that sarcasm that digging on your boy and like doing all that stuff and really it's just an outwit you game. it's just how, how witty can you be and i fell in love with that sarcasm and nobody does it better in my opinion than somebody like bill burr and oh, yeah. Joe who can just bust each other's balls, never get offended. Just, you know what I mean? Just back and forth. Who can be funnier, you know?
0: Yeah. Dude, Yeah, dude. it happens <laughs> if, all the time. And if you can't like, laugh I, at yourself. Of course. I'm mean, like, I usually end my sets with like, I got to get out of here. I got to go throw barrels at Mario. So, yeah, yeah you know? Yeah, because yeah, usually know, I'm the biggest totally. guy in the room. So, like, you know, I just got to steer into it. But, yeah, I mean, right. yeah, just back and forth. Ball busting is like, you know, it forms you like it's good it's character building
1: yeah forge it, it forges you like yeah steel.
0: yeah because the last thing i would want <laughs> yeah. it's like oh tony you're so great oh it's like eh, right. don't like sugar comb me with all this stuff like i see me i know what goes on in my head you know
1: i tell people all the time don't blow sunshine out my dress i don't want to hear i want to hear real because like mm. that how, how would that i mean see it, it translates in bodybuilding building so well Cause if your coach tells you, Oh man, you look great. You look great. You look great. You're going to do great. You get up on stage and you look like crap. You're going to look at your coach and go, he doesn't know anything. Like, yeah. why'd you tell me I look good? If I didn't look, you know what I mean? Like, why would you do that? Like, I want the real, so give it to me real so I can fix the problem, make them, you know, make the adjustments to get it right.
0: Yeah, dude, it's the same thing in stand up. I mean, like, you know, if I get off and I eat a bag, don't tell me I had a good set. Cause right. I know how I did. If anything, say, like, yeah. Hey, try using this or you know what you could have done you could have said this or you could have done this you know yeah just like you know food for thought because if you actually care you tell me what am i doing wrong what worked what didn't
1: right something yeah, for a lot of guys it, that for a lot of guys when i watch when i watch beginning standing you know stand-up comedians i, I see that the the difference between the guys who are seasoned professionals been doing it here and taking their licks is they've trimmed all the fat like all the unnecessary fat off of every joke. And they just it is just ba 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 and it kills. If if it hits, it kills. But if it's got too much fat on it and takes you too long to get around to your punchline, you lost me. You lost everybody. Yeah. You know? So that's the one thing that I've learned is like how, how you word it, you know, how you were how you structure it, how you structure the joke, how you deliver it. And and then your personality should carry it through if it's done right. But don't yeah exactly. Don't tell me I'm delivering and killing if I'm not because I know the crowd. That that's the one thing that I think is very, very true and very fair, very just about comedy is like you know if you're killing or not. It's 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 an immediate test. It's right there. You know they're either yeah. laughing or they're not. You're hot or you're cold.
0: Yeah, and this is and I think for people listening, this is very important because Gabe's not a comedian. He well he is he can be funny, but. He is, you know, he's just speaking as an audience member. So yeah. this is what the audience mm-hmm. is looking for. They just want you to just be good, be funny. They don't care, like, you know, where you, I mean, even if you disagree with them on like some political level, I mean, like, who's like a Bill Maher or something. Yeah. I might disagree with them on a mm-hmm. few things, but the dude's crisp. He's sharp. You know, he has mm-hmm. good jokes and he's funny. Best of all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as long as just, just be funny. That's it. You know, you don't have to get up there and yeah. think you're saving the world.
1: No, no, no. We're up there just to make people laugh. Or you're up there just to make people laugh. I say we. <laughs> We're talking about. <as> well. <laughs> no. So, yeah, no. I I love I love watching comedy. It's it's one of those things. Like I said, it's 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 um it's a it's immediate um return on your investment, whether it's good or bad. You can tell what you need to do from there if you watch your tapes over and over, like Absolutely. I do. I mean, I watch my i watch my form on tape i correct it watch my posing all that's corrected if i need to and i get real assessment from real people that i trust
0: yeah because like sometimes like you know when you watch your own stuff sometimes it feels like you're too close to the elephant so it's good Mm -hmm. to have like some outside Mm -hmm. perspective now Mm -hmm. i'll ask you this now um uh are you also uh, looking to start competing again too are you in the middle of training for a new competition
1: I don't really think so. I think that ship has sailed. I I mean, the only other reason that I would do it would just be to attain the IFBB pro card, uh, which Mm. is nothing more than a piece of plastic that they make you pay for uh, every year just to be a part of the club. Mm. And that doesn't benefit me. It doesn't make me any more money. Um, I chased that pro card my whole career, but in all reality, my goal was to get paid to do what I love and become a professional at any means necessary. And when I signed my first pro contracted athlete contract and like, uh, 2013 was with mutant. And at that point I became a professional because I was getting paid to do what I set out to do. And, uh, so I do not need an IFBB pro card uh, per se for somebody to call me a professional because I got paid uh, to do what I did and do what I love. And that's, that's the actual definition of becoming a professional. So, um, I lived like a professional for, you know, I lived in a, basically like a box for 12 years, like literally just eat, sleep, train, eat, sleep, train, um, and when I say box, I mean, not just the house. I mean, um, it was literally, it went, um, here's home, here's the gym, here's the grocery store, here's the tanning salon and back home. That was it. <laughs> and then I got a tanning bed for home. So I didn't have to waste you know, an hour and a half going to the tanning salon. So then it was just, you know, gym, you know, uh, grocery store at home. That was it. <laughs> and then eventually I moved into the gym and it was just <laughs> grocery store. Oh, Wow. <laughs> yeah 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 yep.
0: well you know what for a lot of guys that's actually not a bad arrangement
1: well for me it was perfect it really did eliminate a lot of um cost in my life because you're driving to all this place costing money and gas and your time is very valuable and and the more rest that you can get on your downtime as a bodybuilder the better and if you're always running around and chasing your tail doing chores and doing stuff it, it really does it gets exhausting and expensive
0: mm. Well. As far as I'm saying, as far as bodybuilding goes, you live the dream. You're still living the dream. And, yeah, I'm so glad you came on here. This is, I've been wanting to do this for a while. So thank you once again. Uh, before we go, remind everybody what you're doing, where can people find you?
1: Absolutely, man. So any of you guys out there that are looking to join Death to Dad Bod's 90-Day Body Transformation Challenge, you guys can reach me at gstandardnutrition.com. You can find our CBD Go Black post-workout recovery formula coming up very soon, probably within the next couple of months. It's the brand new version with CBG added to the CBD. I hope you guys check it out.
0: Awesome, man. All right, Gabe. Thank you once again for hopping on here. I know we had a few tentacle hiccups, but I think uh, you know it really pulled together in the end, and this was awesome. I can't wait for people to hear it, and thanks again.
1: Likewise, brother. I appreciate you having me on very much. It's been an honor. You have a good one, man. Good luck with All your next right, you stand-up. I hope you kill, bro. Oh,
0: All yeah. right,